I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me as always is Matt. Hello, welcome to the greatest show ever. Yeah. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. The number one podcast on planet Earth. <laughs> the number one health and fitness podcast in the universe. That's a big call. Well, we think it is. That's all that matters. So today's episode is all around expectations, which I'm actually really excited about this, this episode because expectations, I think, is an area where a lot of people don't think about it enough. And it is something that can really derail a lot of people's... Um, journeys to a healthier lifestyle. So wait, wait. So I've been um, unhealthy for about ten years. I haven't exercised in about fifteen. Uh, I've been putting a lot of bad food into my body on a daily basis. Are you trying to tell me I won't lose it all in twenty-one days? That is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, this is shit. <laughs> Fuck this. I know it's amazing. <laughs> what about? Hang on. What about twenty-eight days? Crazy, I know, I know. Will I lose it in 28 days? Um, no, Will I, no. It's spring, <laughs> I've got to lose 40 kilos by summer. Am I looking good? No. This is, Fuck my life. Although this is a topic though that, all jokes aside, is something that comes up in our business a lot. Uh, I know, Matt, you have this come up a lot with the trainers that you work with too. By a lot. What, what Courtney actually means is all the fucking time. Yeah, every day we, we have to look at this word expectations and really dissect it and understand and what it means for different people. Manage them accordingly. Uh, for a lot of trainers, um, Matt works with, with uh, personal trainers and I know for a lot of trainers, this word can be really challenging not only for themselves but how they then talk about it with their clients. So it's a really challenging topic all around, I think. And I know, well, Matt, we've had our business now for several years and many years, and I think that it's several one, many years, several many years, and I think that is one thing that we learnt really early on was how important uh, tackling the subject of expectations wa- was, and to really be honest about it and have a really honest, straight up conversation about it right at the start, and that is so important to have because. If you allow someone, if, if we were to allow our clients to go through this process without really having a, a, an honest chat with them about their expectations, well, we're just setting them up to fail, really. I didn't lose 20 kilos this week. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of people do have um, have really strong expectations on themselves. And it's uh, just like anything else with weight loss, it seems to be that... As soon as we decide to do something, a lot of the time our common sense goes out the window. Our brain just usually just shuts off that little that little area of common sense and we tend to uh, to think completely 
different things. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to just talk about expectations, um, mistakes, and how to how to really set realistic expectations to start off with. So let's actually let's start with this. So Matt, I'll put this question to you: What is a real realistic expectation? Uh, well, not 21 days. Yes. Not 28 days. Not five weeks. Not eight weeks. Not 12 weeks. Uh, but then again, it's hard to give a, a general... Actually, no, I'll take that back. It is easy to give a general realistic expectation longer than you want. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to take longer than you want and longer than you like. How do we know this? We did it. <laughs> and we've gone through it with our clients. I mean, we've and been it there took and us longer than we wanted. <laughs> it always takes longer than you want. Um, but it's also, as Courtney said, common sense... Even though it does go out the window, there has to be some sort of attention paid to it. Where if you are starting your your you know going down your path of weight loss and getting into great shape, whatever, and you're coming from years and years and years of bad habits, negative mindset, uh, I suppose you'd always say really you know abusing your body. Uh, bad news, it's going to take time to turn this around. Yeah, it always does. And where a lot of people come undone, I think actually where most people come undone with with their efforts in, in losing some weight and why they quit is because it doesn't happen as fast as they think or expect it to. Yeah, totally agree. And I know for myself, that's what got me down in, in, the, in the past as well. So when I would start and stop things, it was mostly because of two reasons a it was i was cutting too much out i was sacrificing too much and it wasn't sustainable and i didn't want to do it uh and then the second thing was that if i did really put in a lot of effort and try for a sustained period of time then it just never felt enough and it just felt like it was always just going to be hard work it was never going to be enough it was always going to take far too long you know were results even ever going to happen it was just these sort of things would play on my mind and then again it can be really derailing but I think that that's where expectations setting expectations comes hand in hand with goal setting Mm. so they really are they really need to happen at the same time because your expectations are really based around what your goals are so expectations for one person aren't going to be for the next person for several reasons but also because those two people probably don't have the same goal Um, and even if they did have the same goal well they're two different people so expectations I think feed a lot into it's a very personal thing and it feeds a lot into goal setting so this is where I know for us when we for Matt and I when we speak to a, a, a new client we always talk about expectations when we're talking about what is their goal. What's the first thing you've got to talk about um, because you can set someone up for, for long-term success or, or failure based on, on what you sort of lay out there from the start because it's, it's not just the time involved that people have misplaced expectations. It's what actually needs to happen long-term where people tend to come in having this short-term mindset, oh, I'm going to be really good for 12 weeks and then go back to normal and somehow keep the results that you've got. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Well, it's just that it's just that um, diet... Diet mentality, Diet as, mentality as we that, we, that we live in, really, these days. Well, that... I think also people just don't, don't think about the long-term requirements. 
no. and, and the long-term aspects of how this actually works, where there are too many people that do think, okay, I'll do this for a short-term period of time. Okay, then what? Yeah. Go back to what you used to do, which got you into the shit in the first place. Yeah. Where a lot of people, and I was one of them, you have this moment where it sort of dawns on you, shit, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. If I want to not just keep what I've got, but actually make improvements. Yeah, which you always want to do. I think, you know, whenever you get to a certain goal, you always want to make improvements across your lifespan on different things. So, Well, and to be fair as well, like I'm not, you know, I don't think we're going to sit here and just say, you know, everyone gets it wrong, everyone fucks it up. I think the bulk of it is pushed forward by the industry that we work in, where especially this time of year, you know, in the new year, we're bombarded with quick fixes everywhere which promotes that that short-term mindset, that short-term expectations. So I, I think the sort of point we want to make here is fuck the weight loss industry. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. They can go fuck themselves? Yeah. Um, so I think I think the expectations they put on, on this set people up for failure because we'll put it this way, who's selling a product that says, you know, res- work on this for the rest of your life? No one. No, it's all about, you know, Three weeks. Well, that's six it's, months. That's not, gifted for summer. No one's going to put that on the front of a magazine. Like, or, wait, wait. This is 2018. You mean a website? Yeah, a website. Sorry. What's a magazine? No one's going to put on the front of a website. Hey, change your lifestyle, and it's going to take you the rest of your life. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know the thing is, boring. Though? Boring, but also the truth. Oh yeah, it's definitely the truth, and it's definitely deep down what people want to hear, but it's not necessarily always what everyone first thinks about Uh, i think it's what a lot of people know it but don't want to accept it yeah so when when we talk about goal setting well i'm not going to go through all goal setting again because we did do a a separate episode on that what number episode was that matt that would be episode number 38 38 set the right goals in the archives where would the archives be what our our the very good. Almost got it wrong. Um, but I would definitely make sure that you've listened to the goal setting episode because, as I said, it really goes hand in hand. So when you're setting goals, basically what we spoke about in the episode is not only coming up with your end, your final goal, the, the thing that you really want more than anything else, it's then being able to take that goal and breaking it down into different sections. So then once you do that, then you can start getting an idea around expectations. And yeah, when we talk about expectations, a lot of it is based around time frame. How long is it going to take us to get to our final destination? But then you can break up expectations into smaller chunks as well. Because I think it's really dangerous, just like goal setting, if you only have one final goal, Uh, and that's all you're going to focus on, I think it's really dangerous. It's the same thing with expectations. If you've only got one final expectation on yourself, then it can be really disheartening if that expectation is set at 12 months, 24 months, you know, just to reach, you know, your, your first goal. So to break that down into stages and more short term stages that is easily focused on can be really beneficial i think yeah now that i think also it's it's really important to understand that when talking about change change is more than physical mm. and a a massive part 
of the whole process is overcoming yourself and your own habits and the things you tell yourself. That's a really good point. And that's where I guess, Matt, you're talking then in terms of those breaking your goals down into smaller goals and then breaking your expectations down into smaller expectations. That's where a lot of those things can come into play. Well, just in terms, well, forget about goals. That's, we've done a podcast on that. But just in terms of, you know, I've been going to the gym for two weeks. Why haven't I lost 10 kilos? Yeah. Like, come on. Mm. Seriously. Um, it, it does take it does take time to do this, a lot of time, um, and that's where you know. We'll, let's look at this, Courtney. What mistakes are people making when it comes to you know setting expectations for themselves? Where do you see people going wrong? Well, generally speaking, that their their time frame is too short. Way so too short. That is often the most common, I think, expectation mistake. Uh, some people's have been too long. So that some people have had instant, I've come across some people where they've overcompensated for saying, okay, I know it's going to take me a long time, so I'm just going to say it's going to take me five years or whatever, where they've, they've, they've gone too far with it. Um, that doesn't happen very often, but it's still there. I think that comparing uh, yourself to other people is probably, again, right up there with one of the top ones. It's affected you a lot. It's affected me a lot. So in setting my expectations, I'm setting my expectations based around what either, you know, I think I should look like or what I see someone else else's body shape and I say, oh, yeah, I want to look like her. Uh, and that is an unrealistic expectation because, well, I don't know her. I don't know what she's done to look like that. She's a completely different person to me. It, I'm, I'm built differently, you know. It's just, it's, it's, it's unrealistic to place that expectation on myself that I want to look exactly like that person. Um, and comparing myself to others has really held me back as well. Um, and then scales was the other thing as well that was really big in my life, which was uh, setting expectations based around the number on the scales. Mm. So weighing myself every other day, every week, uh, to see that number on the sales scales go down. I even kept a log at one stage of my weight. And every time I weighed myself to gauge whether I was going down, whether I was going up, what was happening. And scales, uh, as we all know, and if you don't know, are very dangerous. <laughs> Why? When it comes to expectations. Because with scales, they are not always a true reflection of the situation so someone who weighs a lot may not actually be very big in size so as in, as in fat yeah so you know there's there's muscle that weighs more than body fat so people's shape may not necessarily they may not have a big problem with yet their number on their scales some people might look at and think wow that's a really that's a really high number but they may be absolutely wrapped with the way that they look. Um, so number um, can be very different on the scales as opposed to what people look like. I think that also the number fluctu fluctuates so much that it's it's really damaging to put so much emphasis on a number when it does fluctuate. I know as, as a female, I have... Uh, menstrual cycles every month like every other female does until we reach a certain age and for myself 
they're always different. Every month is different for me. So some months I bloat more than other months. Um, I have endometriosis, so that doesn't help as well. I do tend to, that does affect it month to month very differently. And I, yeah, have always found that every month is very up and down for me. Some some girls are really, like, uh, lucky and they don't have many symptoms at all. So it's, God, I, I, I actually tested it once, Matt, and I weighed myself before I peed. And then I went and peed and then weighed myself again. I was like two kilos lighter. Now, I can promise you I didn't pee two kilos worth of fluid out of myself. So I don't even know how that works. So The biggest thing for me um, when it comes to expectations around the numbers and the scales is that, well, the scales aren't the problem in the first place. They're a, a byproduct of the things you've been doing. So if you are someone that is heavy uh, and is overweight... The scales aren't what made you overweight. Your habits are what made you overweight. So when talking about expectations for turning it around, is the solution going to lie in an arbitrary number on a set of scales or is the solution going to lie in what you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis? That's a really good point. Yeah, it is. But thanks for telling me. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, don't be sorry. Go on. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, the scales, the scales didn't make you fat. What you ate on a day-to-day basis and the exercise you don't do makes you fat. The same way the scales won't make you healthy, won't make you lean, won't make you strong, won't improve your body shape. They're just a byproduct. Yeah? Am I right? Yep. I 100% agree. So this is where I guess then focusing on... Focusing your expectations on things that you can control like habits, things that not only you can control, but things that are going to benefit you in terms of reaching their outcome. So whether you're jumping on a scale every day isn't going to help you as, as you just said, Matt, reach your outcome, but gauging your and, and planning your expectations based around what is going to help you achieve that outcome. That's a great bit of advice. Uh, I must agree with control the controllables. Mm. As I do like to say, uh, the scale's not really controllable. No. So I think the sort of tip that you'd give there, uh, I think the scientific term is fuck the numbers. Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty scientific. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you know that's the best way I can put it. I mean, you know, what what can I say? They're not the problem. So how can they be the solution? Uh, plenty of people have. Um, had the numbers on the scales go their way, but not like what they see in the mirror. Yeah. Where if you like what you see in the mirror, you won't give a shit about what number you are on the scales. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's why whenever someone comes to me and says, oh, my goal is to lose 20 kilos, I don't care. What would you like to look and feel like? Yeah, and it's based around what you want to look and feel like as well. I was reminded just recently... Uh, when I was talking to somebody and, and she asked me, oh, what's your goal? I was talking to a really close friend and she asked me, what, what's your goal this year? Because I, I'm the same as Matt is and we're always constantly trying to improve the way that we look and we feel about ourselves. So, Are you, are you suggesting it's a long-term process? I know, it's amazing. I don't know, I'm not part of this. And not everyone's perfect. I know, it's I'm amazing. I'm here for my 30-day detox. And I was talking to this close friend and she asked me, what's your goal for this year? And I told, I was trying to explain to her what I wanted to look like. 
and I was using references of other people and she even pointed out to me why are you talking about looking like somebody else and it was a good reminder for me whereas even I get caught going back to that because it's old habit old habit of always comparing what I look like and what I want to look like to other people and it was a good reminder for me not to do that so uh, when she asked me that question the second time she went again and asked me again and I said to her well I wore this dress late last year I'd like to wear it again at the end of this year and just look better in it and that then sums up my expectations for this year for myself so I think when setting expectations not only is it based around the time frame but I think it's also based around expectations about habits as as Matt really really um, well pointed out it's based around what you can control in terms of getting you to your end goal so I think it's really important to set yourself clear realistic expectations in terms of how long it's going to take you to get to that end goal because I think that's what a lot of people focus on first but then well, I, I think you have to because that's the driving force I agree and they've got to be realistic you know you can't give yourself too short of time you can't give yourself too long of time you give yourself too long of time then you start being able to bring in excuses because you got too much time and I think if you sell yourself short and give yourself too less of time you're putting unnecessary pressure on yourself to achieve something that's that's deep down going to be unrealistic so it's about finding that balance and as Matt said technically there's no one size fits all with that but as a general rule it's going to take longer than you think it will well a bit of advice that I would give in this instance because there is if you haven't done it before there, there is the confusion of like, well, what's too long, what's too short for me? Uh, the advice I would give is don't be afraid to have a chat to someone that's done it themselves mm. or done it with others. So like, look at us. I mean, shoot us an email. Mm. If you're looking at, you know, you're, you're on your own journey and you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, what's, what are realistic expectations for me? Fire us off an email, mm. which is what, Courtney? podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com yeah we've 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 helped people set expectations now for years uh including ourselves and as courtney just said we've had people that we look up to and respect do it for us as well uh so we're all human we all go through it so i would recommend talking to people uh yeah. people that, that have, you know have have some runs on the board because it it you, you can't really expect people to know this stuff if they haven't gone through it I also think that's a great point, Matt. And I think as well... Well, thank you. What you were talking about just before is that I don't think often we were our own worst judges... No, no, no. ...of ourselves. Always. And right. it's very Always. hard, even for Matt and I, as, as Matt just said, we've even got um, advice from people we trust that have done it before uh, as to realistic expectations for ourselves i think that even for us it's hard to judge our own expectations for ourselves i know just um when was it i can't even remember but recently i was talking to the same good friend i mentioned before and i was talking to her about my plans for this year and she told me what she would expect 
that I could achieve the expectations and I would never have said that I would have undercut I, I would have really undercut myself as to what she thought that I could expect so I think that when it's really beneficial to sometimes have that outsider look in and be able to tell you because it's often things that you don't see in yourself so yeah that's a good bit of advice just have have people there to to bounce those ideas off because we are our worst judges with that question. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think they're the main points I wanted to go through. Matt, do you, have we missed anything? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, in the end, I don't think diving into the topic of expectations needs to be, you know, a PhD. No, it's not an epic thing. I mean, most of it, as we spoke about before is, is a lot of it is common sense but a lot of a lot of these things that we just need to be reminded of common and, sense and weight loss don't usually go together i mean matt and i are the same i mean often we know these things yet sometimes it just takes somebody else telling us again to remind us that oh okay you know what you it know, is i've been doing this you or, know what it is i think humans we're, we're all emotional creatures having those other people around you to take the emotion out of it yeah, yeah. That's that's a big thing. Then you can then for you can then take that step back as well and look at it objectively, because normally a, a rational, objective viewpoint to the things you can expect for yourself or the things you can do, they go flying out the window, and are replaced by now, now, now. Yeah. Where having having those other people there that you trust, that can say no. Look, you think you'll do A, B, C. Actually, you're probably going to do X, Y, Z. You know what? That is very true. And also, I think it's because a lot of people, when they decide to make changes in their life, they're making the changes because of a certain reason. For a lot of people, there might be something in their life coming up that they want to make changes for. Or something that happened. Or something that happened, which again can result in time expectations being taken out of your hands. And it can be really upsetting to think about the fact that you might not achieve what you want to in that preset time expectation and you've really got to set your own time expectation and so to have somebody else be able to take that emotion out of it and say listen I know you really want to do this in this time frame but it's unrealistic and you've really got to come up with a more realistic time frame or something like that. Courtney can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, no this has not been prepared. When, when you and I first met uh, when you first started, what were your expectations going in? My expectations were, I think, pretty pretty common sense in a way because I think I had struggled with it for so long and I had gone up and down for so long where I went in with the expectation of probably just doing like PT for a little bit, seeing how I liked it. I hadn't come across a PT that I really connected with or felt like I got any good results from in the past and so I was very skeptical of personal trainers I know that everyone around me at the time was quite skeptical of personal trainers so I didn't you know you don't want to look silly you don't want to feel like you're wasting your money so I sort of went into it with just the expectation of I'll just try it and see how it goes so short-term expectation then I think after I spoke to you the first time, Matt, and you sort of explained to me how everything works and I really saw, I could understand it. It made so much sense to me. It wasn't just like any other old diet. It wasn't like a meal plan. 
And I thought, you know what? I actually think that this is something that I could really do and, and, and get good results from. And then when you told me that it was going to take at least 12 months, at least 12 months were your words, that was, I want to say it was shocking, but it really wasn't. I think deep down in the back of my mind, it was just like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't want it to take that long, but I'm not, I was not shocked when you told me it was going to take that long because I think for me, when you start and you stop different diets or sort of workout plans and things over the time, it's not really shocking that someone tells you that it's going to take longer than you want it to because you've sort of tried all the other short-term things and they haven't worked. So for me, it was not what I wanted to hear, but I I wasn't really shocked by it. Would you say then I showed you the path that made a bit more confident to go down? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you had have said that to me, if that had been the first thing that you'd said to me, I would have been like, all right, piss off, loser. Like, I'm not doing that. And now you say that every day. <laughs> I can, I'm married to you. But um, <laughs> I, um, I think that you explaining everything and it really made a lot of sense first, then coming at me with that sort of truth bomb, then it sort of made it like, again, it wasn't like... Hashtag truth bomb. I wasn't like stoked to hear it, but it wasn't like shocking news to me. Well, okay, that's good to know because it means I did my job. Yeah. Nice change. (laughs) Um, But also just from, it's always, you know, from our perspective... As, as trainers, I mean, really, honestly, I wouldn't want it to take that long either because in the end, a, a good trainer and a good coach, we we live and die based off the, the testimonials and the before and after photos. So to me, if I could, you know, wave the magic wand and get a permanent result in, in six weeks, like I'm doing it. Mm. So we, you know, I, I know from my perspective, I liked I liked telling you that as much as you liked hearing it. Yeah. Because it means I had to wait, wait, wait. Um, but that's, that's just the way it goes. I mean, in the end, I've got to also, well, we as trainers, we need to manage our expectations of what our clients can achieve. Yeah. Especially knowing that people are coming in with years and years and years of bad habits and pre preconceived notions and expectations of how this actually works. And say someone, say, because when Courtney and I... Um, work with people we we work with them now like you know we tell them you're going to need minimum 12 months because it's the truth because it's the god's honest truth i think people really appreciate that uh, <laughs> sometimes oh but it's this yeah. shit that's the way it is but also we know that going into someone's transformation the first six nine even 12 months uh, are about turning around the things that have been going on for years Mm. be it internally or externally. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's why I mentioned at the start of the podcast as well, Matt, like for any trainers that you work with, it's one of the first things as well that you try to instill in them because there's so many trainers out there that are really afraid to have that conversation with their clients because they're afraid that their clients are going to turn around and say, well, I don't want to do that. Okay, And so I don't want to work with you. And and trainers are afraid to lose clients because of that honesty. Whereas it it really needs to be the other way around. And I think that Matt and I, we learned that really early on with our business that 
it all came back down to honesty. And yeah, you get the odd person who really doesn't appreciate that sort of honesty. But I think overwhelmingly, I think overwhelmingly, Matt, we have had people that have really appreciated that sort of honesty. Because again, I think by the time people come to us to work with us and to do things in just a non-diet way and have a long-term mentality around it, they've gone through all of the short-term fixes. They've tried everything else. So by the time they're, they're decided to do things realistically the long-term right way, they've, they've sort of realized that all those other things are not going to work. So there's no point beating around the bush about it. No, I've, you know, you, you've, got to be, you've got to be upfront. And I know the, the sort of mentality that I have when I tell people, this is how long I expect this is going to take. It's not because it gives me pleasure because it means, you know, we've got to sort of uh, knuckle down and, and get cracking over a sustained period of time. It's, it's just the way it is. But if someone doesn't like it, that's fine. Um, goodbye. Yeah. Because I know for me, if someone ever said to me, oh, well, Matt, you, you said 12 months. I just want to see how I go over six weeks. We'll see how you go somewhere else. Yeah. One, of the, one of the perks of the experience personally and professionally is that you've You've seen this movie so many times, you know how the fucking thing ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to shoehorn in a different ending years later. As much as we'd really love to. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as I'd like to change the new Star Wars movie, I can't. Oh, that's like a sore point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with what we've covered off on here. Anything else, Courtney, you'd like to add? No, I think I hope that helps uh, clarify a little bit about expectations but what if it doesn't help then get over it email us and let us know tell us how shit we are we can clarify it even more okay that's what we're here to do so courtney we do one of these every week so if you need something clarified more please let us know you need to abuse us we're easily found we are happy to help uh, you can email us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Yep, and address all your complaints to Courtney. <laughs> Remember as well, there's no stupid questions. Absolutely no stupid questions. And if you don't Only want stupid people. If you don't if you want to ask a question and not have your name read out, that's fine too. Just let us know in the email. We there's, never we never read out surnames anyway. There's really no there's no stupid questions and there's no stupid topics. If there's something that you're still not sure about, please let us know because we're more than happy to talk about it. All right. Speaking of emails, the time has come. Um Courtney. Speaking of names, there was some date debate around this name. Uh, so it is email time, and we're going to say this email comes from, I said Keely, and Matt said Kelly. So it's from one of those two, so thank you for your email. K-E-L-E-Y. I thought it was Keely. I think it's 50-50. But I, it, I think it depends what country you're from. It's a, to, like in Australia, I think we I, would say Kelly. I'm, I'm now leaning towards Keely. But I'm pretty sure it's Keely. But anyway, thank you very much for your Well, look, I'm, an old, I'm an old guy. <laughs> um, I, I was born 5,000 years ago. So I will trust, uh, I'll, I'll take Courtney's uh, lead on this one as a millennial that she is. Um, up to date with, the, with all the, the fancy new names. I'm going to go with Keely. Anyway, thank you very much for your email. And Matt will read it out. Hello guys, first of all thanks for the show, I listen to it every day and it brightens my mood and motivates me to make healthy choices, I love it. Oh. 
I had a question regarding exercising with an injury. For the past six years, I've had lower back pain and recently got an MRI that confirmed I have a bulging disc in my lower spine. Ouch. I've been seeing a physical therapist and doing stretches and strengthening exercises to help it. I can lift weights, yeah, but my physical therapist suggested I avoid exercises with repetitive impact slash pressure on my spine like running or bike riding. This is a bummer for me since I'm trying to lose some extra baby weight and these types of cardio exercises have always brought me good results. My question for you guys is this. What sort of cardio exercise, both high and low intensity, would you recommend that a low impact but can still help me get in great shape? Thank you so much. Great email. Yeah, great email. So we're looking here and obviously... One, I just want to say it's really good to know that um, you're working with a specialist. Yeah. Uh, there's too many too many Dr. Googles out there um, that will self-diagnose and, and self-treat, which is a recipe for disaster. So good work. In terms of cardio, high intensity and low intensity that are low impact, with, with something like a bulging disc, um, that uh, that's, that's something that's easily flared up mm. so in terms of low exercise a low impact exercise let's start with the easy one walking yeah uh, and if you want to make it a bit more brisk or a bit more challenging walking up inclines yeah find like a hilly area maybe a bit of a hike yep um if you're at the gym in in the cardio room the incline on the treadmill you can go up good. and down too you can, oh those. you can too yeah. um those uh those stair machines yeah, the stair machines. Or you could do like sometimes in the, if I've had to go to the gym to do my sort of low intense exercise as well, because I get bored really easily if I have to do cardio in the gym. So what I'll do is sort of like 10 minutes on like an incline walk. Then I'll do 10 minutes on like um, the stepper machine, not on a fast pace, just on a, a low pace. Then I'll go and do 10 minutes on the cross trainer. So it's just changing things up a little bit as well so you don't get bored yeah i think as well um this is going to be a bit of trial and error Mm. uh even the things that we suggest we're sort of taking taking a bit of a leap just because what what could work for for you may not work for someone else or vice versa walking's the first thing i'd go for with low intensity um that's going to be a, a very good thing in terms of in terms of high intensity well if you're looking at um impact being taken away there goes what burpees star jumps high knees jumping involved yeah yeah, anything with with jumping and impact so you then look at what about potentially circuit circuit based routines Mm. where you're doing you know various body weight exercises um you know even things like ropes the battle ropes yeah could be could be a bit of a goer. TRX TRX bands. Yeah, TRX bands. They um, do so many different exercises just yeah, with a TRX, on the TRX band. band. Potentially, potentially a rowing machine. Yeah, yeah, you're seated. That might yeah. take some pressure off. And you can also get. Um, there are different types of exercise bikes out there. I know um, mm. when when I used to um, hit the exercise bike at the gym, I'd use one where you're actually sit- sitting down in a chair. Yeah where your feet are pedaling around, but it's a different posture compared to sitting on like a, Standard. a spin bike. Yeah. 
So I'd, I'd start there. Um, you know what? Maybe maybe some fast-paced boxing where you're not yeah. punching hard, but you're punching fast. So that takes the power away from it and takes the impact away from it. Potentially boxing classes too, but there, there's trial and error involved here. Yeah, absolutely. So in other words, we're useless. No, but I think just the benefit that you've even asked the question and that you've got, you're not scared away from exercise with a bulging disc, which a lot of people are, that you're working with a professional on this. Courtney, swimming. Oh, swimming. Yes. Hi there. Swimming would be a really good one. And swimming, swimming depending on, on how good or bad you are, could, could be uh, done both as high and low intensity. Mm. I know for me, I'm an awful swimmer, so getting in the pool is high intensity immediately. Courtney's a bit better than I am. I know for a lot of people also that they like to incorporate um, with this style sometimes. I mean, again, it'd be a question for your physiotherapist that you could ask whether some sort of Pilates as part of your low intense activity might be beneficial. Yoga. Yoga. Um, those things might be beneficial for, for two reasons. They could also help uh, with your injury, but they could also help just keep your body moving in terms of your low intense activity as well. Yeah, there are some, some rehabilitation benefits there uh, with, with Pilates and yoga, and they also will classify or will count as the less intense mm. exercise. So I think what the yoga, the Pilates, the walking, yep, and then the high intensity stuff, maybe some... Um, some fast-paced boxing, maybe some circuits, uh, as well as treadmill on different inclines. Um, oh, the cross-trainer machine is brilliant. The cross-trainer is really good. I think that that would take the pressure off because your feet are, are set there. They're not with running because you're sort of um, bouncing type of a thing. It has that pressure, oh, it's in, it's you're impact. jumping. It's impact. So cross-trainer takes that, it away. That might take that away too. So there are alternatives there for the running and the biking that you said that you had really good results from in the past. I think uh, just to not let yourself get down about that and not to focus on that too much because there's definitely alternatives out there that will that will get, give you as well great results. And just the fact that you're still able to do some weight training and you're still able to do it um, activity I'll tell you what, that's a good point. Just focus on the positives there. Don't always focus on, I have to do this exercise because I got good results in the past about it, um, with it. So I think that just um, keep a positive outlook and keep just, as Matt said, work with your therapist and just trial and error with different things to see what works. But being able, being able to do the weight training is the biggest win mm. here because it'll have the biggest impact on, on fat loss and body shaping. So hopefully that has helped. Yep. I reckon we call that a show, Courtney. Yes. High five. Well done. High five. Again, email us podcast, podcast. at com. And uh, that's it for us. Have a good one and we'll speak to you soon. See ya. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.